So we have in the first reading in the gospel, we have two groups of people that are called upon by God to make a choice, to make a decision. And it's not that that was their first time, but what we find in our life is that when it comes to God and our primary call and vocation that comes from the gospel, we have to renew our choice again and again and again. Joshua had all of Israel gathered before him, and they were still divided in their hearts. Their choice for God was wavering, it was weak. When you read the story about Moses leading the people through the wilderness, it's as if he's dragging them, kicking and screaming. So many times they're complaining, they're murmuring. So often they want to go back to Egypt, to the place where they were slaves. The cost of freedom was too hard. And Joshua says, God calls upon you this day to make a choice. Who will you serve? Will you serve the one true and living God? Or do you want to serve the false gods, the idols of the pagan nations round about you? Make a choice. And then we come to this moving gospel scene. Jesus standing by himself with the twelve. All the other disciples of that time, on that day, have left. They made their choice. When it came to the teaching of Jesus about the Eucharist, that he would truly give us his body and blood in order to give us his life, too difficult. Many of them could not accept this. And this, by the way, is why faith is not based on whether I understand what God is asking. It doesn't matter whether I feel something is right or not. And the content of faith is certainly not based on an opinion. And I, in my limited understanding, can never be the measure of God and His truth that He reveals. Faith simply accepts what God says and asks simply because it's God who says it. That's enough. Maybe I'll come to understand it later, but faith is believing sometimes without understanding. And the disciples have now to make a choice. Will you also leave me?
Every single day, we must make the choice for God. And this choice is so important because this is what helps us to live out another choice. The choice to give myself in love, to give my life and myself away in love to the people in the ministries, in the work, in the vocation to which God has called me and all the people that I, that God has put in my life, on my path. And let's be honest, there's where we struggle the most. Some days we get weary of the burden of love, whether it's in marriage, family life, friendship, neighborhoods, parishes, work relationships. When it comes to marriage, people choose each other. But after a while, that choice, they realize it needs to be renewed again and again. When it comes to family, we don't get to choose our parents. We don't get to choose our siblings. When it comes to a parish, we don't get to always choose who our other parishioners are going to be. You don't get to choose sometimes which priest God sends you. Sorry. I remember my sister, my, my brother and sister, as I have walked with them in their vocations of marriage. And they're, they're, they're very honest, which I love. One day, my sister said to me, Steve, I'll tell you, some days I want to tell my family I'm going to go to the store and get some bread, but not come back. A brother priest friend of mine once said, Brother, there are some days where I'm going to get in my car and I just want to drive into the sunset and not turn around. St. John Vianney parish priest in southern France in the 19th century, three times he tried to leave the parish and escape to a convent. And all three times he, he came back because he renewed his choice. St. Therese, the little flower, she lived in a convent with sisters and there was one elder sister who was grumpy, crotchety, so difficult to be around, and no one liked her. And at first, Therese was afraid of her. And then she realized that God wanted her to choose to love this sister. And she overcame all of her dislike and repugnance, and she chose to love this sister. And it was so successful that this sister thought that Therese liked her. She didn't like her. She loved her. But she overcame all of her aversions so well by the grace of God. I remember being in the monastery with 120 other brothers from all over the world. Talk about a house that was mixed different temperaments, personalities, 
cultural aspects, all together living in one house. Many times I was in the chapel on my face, begging God for the grace to choose to love again for another day, just to choose to love these brothers whom I never chose, but God chose them to be with me, so to align my will with God's and for me to choose these brothers, even though some days I wanted to strangle a few of them. I cannot tell you what a gift the Eucharist has been for me in my life whether it's receiving the Eucharist at Mass or the many hours I have spent before Jesus in the Eucharist in the tabernacle in a church where I can bring to the Lord what I'm struggling with, all of the burdens in my heart, all of my difficulties to love, and to renew my choice to give my life to God so that I can give my life away again today for my family, for my brother priests, for you, dear people of God, my sisters and brothers, and to love through my dislikes, to love through the things that annoy me and bother me, to love through the things that make me afraid or that make me feel insecure, to love through the love that costs. Mother Teresa said, love until it hurts and keep loving some more. We sometimes stop when it hurts. <laughs> no, to keep loving. This is why we are called each day to renew our choice first to God so that we can be renewed and strengthened and encouraged by God to make these other choices in the concrete relationships of our life to choose to give our lives away to the people in our life to choose them in love and to love until it hurts, and to keep loving some more. So let us do that now as we prepare the altar. Together, let us, by the grace of God, renew our choice. Amen.